0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: A new five-star recruit is headed to Eugene to play for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. We're breaking it all down and some more recruiting talk on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. and we're back like we never left Oregon fans what's going on how we livin thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast your premier podcast for all things Oregon football and recruiting glad to have you guys along for another episode of the podcast it is Thursday September 28th 2023 Dan Lang and the Ducks are getting set for a road trip to Palo Alto to face Troy Taylor and the Stanford Cardinal this week. And there's still plenty of buzz and momentum in the air over after Oregon's 42 to 6 win over Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. So lots to talk about in the world of Oregon football. And of course, Oregon football recruiting. Before we get into today's episode, quick favor to ask of you guys make sure you like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching today's episode of the podcast. We're coming to you on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Make sure you hit that notification bell if you haven't already to get notified whenever I post a new video or go live. I come at you five days a week, so you don't want to miss out on any of the great Oregon recruiting talk or Oregon football talk. So, let's get into the latest commitment and the latest big news for Dan Landing and the Ducks on the recruiting trail. There was a lot of stuff going on on the field um, with this big win over Colorado, but there was a big win on the recruiting trail as well. Almost immediately after the game, it felt like Oregon landed a commitment from five-star Scottsdale, Arizona, Desert Mountain defensive lineman, Tony Cumberland. He is a top 30 recruit in the country. According to the 247 Sports Recruiting Composite, he is rated five stars, 0.9886, the number 27 player nationally, the number four defensive lineman, and the number one recruit in the state of Arizona. Another big win for Dan Lanning and company on the recruiting trail. Maybe not the biggest surprise seeing that some 247 sports crystal ball predictions were coming in for Tony Cumberland to go to Oregon leading into this game against Colorado over the weekend, but big time get no matter how you look at it. This is a national recruiting win as well for Dan Lanning and the ducks as Tony Cumberland had a lot of big time offers schools like Ohio state, Old Miss, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, all in the mix. But Tony Cumberland chose to play for Dan Lanning and the Ducks as Oregon's defense continues to improve on the field here in 2023. Seven sacks against Colorado. Guys like Jordan Birch, Brandon Dorless, all shining. And not to mention a couple of true freshmen with Mateo Uyangalele. Blake Purchase, Tatum Tuioti—they all played big roles in that defensive showing as well. So this is a just another win for Oregon defensively. Tony Cumberland is listed at six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds, according to Two Four Seven Sports. But I was able to get an interview with Tony following his commitment, and he's actually up to two hundred and sixty-five pounds now. So he is pretty big. This is a sophomore in high school that we're talking about here. You guys, um, I was actually able to see Cumberland out in person, uh, at one of the high school showcases I went to in the Scottsdale area, uh, in the later, uh, spring earlier this year. So I remember that, uh, I actually got, um, how do I want to organize this show? (laughs) I'm just kind of going off the top of my head, but I had, uh, I had someone on the, uh, on the Oregon staff, tell me about, about Tony Cumberland. And and he was saying, Max, this guy's going to be a a beast. I mean, he's a potential number one player in the country, that caliber of a player. And the first two, four, seven sports top 100 came out for the 2026 class. And Cumberland is the number one player in Arizona, which we know is a, a state that the ducks continue to prioritize So he's delivering to the hype so far. I was told that he had over 40 tackles for loss as a true freshman, but I'm looking at his Max Preps page right now for some of his stats. It looks like uh, Max Preps has stats for 13 total games. Is it 13? Hold on. Max Preps has stats for 11 games from his 2022 freshman season, so I'm reading those stats off right now. Let's go ahead and get some highlights here on the YouTube page. Just a quick little disclaimer. I have watched some of this film before, and it's not entirely clear which player Tony Cumberland is. So that's kind of a bummer, but hopefully we can find him based on who's making the play. Um, So just a little quick note before we get into rolling the tape here on Oregon's newest commit in the 2026 recruiting class, first commit in the 2026 recruiting class, Tony Cumberland. So the tape is rolling And in 11 games as a freshman in high school, Tony Cumberland accounted for 38 total tackles and 16 and a half tackles for loss, had six sacks and 16 quarterback hurries as a freshman. So obviously you're seeing this guy produce uh, at a really high clip right out of the gates starting in his high school career. And um, he's someone who has a a quick first step. And and I was able to talk to one of his coaches at Desert Mountain uh, that I met when I went out there. And I talked to him since Tony committed. And he was talking about how this is a guy who is just scratching the surface of his potential and kind of sounds cliche, right? With a guy this young, he just turned 16 and he's already committed to play his college football in Eugene. Um, But the great thing I think with Cumberland that you see is that there's a a lot of positional versatility. I was talking to his coach and he was saying that he doesn't necessarily have a a true position along the defensive line, but rather this is a guy that can do it all. So having positional versatility, whether you want to line him up as a nose guard or use him more on the outside, kind of like the Ducks do now with Brandon Dorless, you always want to get those guys that can do more. Anytime you can get a recruit that commits to you to play ball for you, that can do multiple things. I think that's only raising their upside. And that is certainly the case based on what I've learned about Tony Cumberland, Oregon's newest commit here in the 2026 recruiting class. Um, But I also just want to talk about the, the recruiting momentum that I think this generates for Oregon. They, they knew they had all eyes on them this past weekend with their win over Colorado in Eugene at Autzen stadium. And this is the kind of the cool thing when it comes to these commitments, right? We saw the crystal ball predictions coming in before the weekend. So we kind of had an idea that this was going to happen. And then I reached out to, to one of my sources and was told that the ducks were looking really good, but I didn't want to put a prediction in because they had literally just come out. Um, so that's on me timing wise, but I knew that Oregon was going after Cumberland. And since we kind of saw those predictions heading into the weekend, my idea is that the staff can kind of tell a guy when to when to give them the green light, right? Tell a guy when to pop, when to make that announcement. So in my mind, I think that Dane Landing and the coaching staff wanted this to happen right after the win. Just keep Oregon in the headlines. Huge win over Colorado, dominant fashion blowout. Um, you know, whatever you want to use, I use throttling, which I thought was a a cool word to use for just what the ducks were able to do on the field to the Buffs last week. And then boom, back in the headlines, Oregon lands, five-star commitment after huge win over Colorado. So I think that plays into this, the, the optics, how it looks on the surface, and then just that recruiting momentum that it helps you generate with other targets you're going after. We'll talk a little bit more about another big-time defensive line target for the Ducks later on in in this episode, so make sure you stick around for that. But I did get some quotes from Tony, just kind of talking about his decision and and what went into his process, so always fun to kind of get that insight from these guys and and peel a layer back and, and tell part of their story. I asked him why he chose Oregon, and this is what he had to say. I felt like I, I felt like the feeling that I had there compared to any other school was different. I felt like any other school was always a business trip. But when I went there, it was like I was going to see family. I was comfortable. So this is just another tremendous job by Dan Lanning and the rest of the Oregon coaches. And it wasn't just one person, as we've seen is so often the case here with the Ducks on the recruiting trail. He cited good relationships with Dan Lanning, defensive analyst Cameron Aragi. And defensive assistant Tony Washington Jr., a former defensive lineman/slash outside linebacker for the Ducks, he uh, he last played with the Ducks in 2014 when they went to the national championship against the Ohio State Buckeyes. So cool to have a former player on your uh, coaching staff, and and certainly Washington here is uh, is providing some additional value on the recruiting trail as, uh, as you would think would be the case. So I think that's big, just speaking to the, the, the strength of the relationships that, that Cumberland was able to build with the Oregon staff, and then just kind of what makes those relationships different. Full quotes are available on ducksdigest.com, by the way. So make sure you give that one a read if you haven't already, but I asked him kind of what made those relationships special. And he said, quote, I just feel like how I can relate to most of them. Most of them have been in the position I've been in as a former player, right? Tony Washington, we just talked about that. Or some of them have lived in Arizona. Just the connection I feel like I don't have with all those other coaches just brings us closer together. So we continue to hear this same sticking point with Oregon, the strong relationships, the the genuine family feel. It comes up over and over again, and it kind of does sound cliche to a degree. But if so many recruits are saying it, there's got to be some validity to it, don't you think? So I think that this is just another great job by by Dan Lanning and the Ducks. It never hurts to get a commitment early, doesn't matter what year it is. Um, I think it is definitely one that kind of catches your attention because he is only a sophomore in high school, so three years of high school to go, but he already knows where he's going to play his college football. But here's an interesting development that I got out of my interview with Oregon's newest commit, Tony Cumberland. Tony Cumberland currently plans to reclassify to the 2025 recruiting class. Like I said, he just turned 16, but he has the grades to do it. And this is a great development for Oregon because, well, it not only does it mean that you are getting, if everything works out right, the paperwork has to go through and, and there's still a lot of things that have to happen for this to ultimately go through, but let's just operate as if he is going to be reclassifying to 2025, which is his plan right now if he reclassifies to the 2025 recruiting class, he's joining a group that is already top five nationally.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: wide receiver Dallas Wilson out of Tampa, Florida, quarterback Achilles Smith Jr. out of Lincoln, San Diego, wide receiver Adrian Wilson out of Pflugerville, Texas, Weiss High School, and then um, an interior offensive lineman Chavez Sandman Thompson out of Melbourne, Florida, U Galley High School. So this class already has a lot of good recruiting momentum, right? And I think that This commitment and subsequent planned reclassification, it shows a big sign of growth and a big sign of progress for Oregon football recruiting, particularly under Dan Lanning. And I'm going to tell you why. It's so important to have a lot of momentum and secure, acquire top talent in a current class. And when I say current class, I'm just operating off of guys that are in their senior year in high school during the football season. So the current class right now is 2024 seniors in high school, Oregon's 2024 class is in great shape right now. And they're still going after some top guys in that class. You have uh, the number 12 class nationally, according to two four seven sports and your most recent commitment is Brayden Platt linebacker from Washington who committed earlier this month, but I think you're looking really good in the 2024 class. So not only do you want to have momentum in that 2024 class, you want to push the envelope. You want to go to that next class because Oregon's already done so much of their work in 2024. So it's important to turn the page to a degree. You're not forgetting about the 24 class by any means, but we know the contact period can ramp up in September with the juniors. So Dan Lanning and this Oregon staff are saying, Hey, 2024 is great, but We're not going to get complacent with that. We got to put the pedal to the metal. Um, And and that's certainly what they're doing here when they're going after guys like Tony Cumberland, uh, like Isaiah Mosey, a St. Louis wide receiver in the 2025 class who just visited this past weekend. Um, Jeremiah McClellan, 2024 Ohio State wide receiver commit also out of St. Louis. He was in town for that Oregon, Colorado game. So they're continuing to work with those guys, but, It's not the end of the world if Oregon can't get Jeremiah McClellan in that class, because they already have some good pieces at wide receiver committed. You, you can evaluate your options in the transfer portal going down the line. So they have all that momentum, some good momentum, I'd say in the 24 class. Sure. You have some guys that you missed on Brandon Baker, most recently to Texas, but I think they just had their priorities elsewhere, but you still got to move on. And I think they're doing well in 24. So you're pushing it ahead to that 2025 class and you want to get a good jump start on getting top guys in that class, and that's certainly what Oregon has. And why is it a sign of progress for Oregon recruiting under Dan Landing, like I mentioned? Well, flat out, we just didn't necessarily see that being the case under Mario Cristobal when he was at the head coach at Oregon. And make no mistake about it, you guys, Mario Cristobal was a phenomenal recruiter for Oregon. He took Oregon recruiting to heights it's never seen and that's part of the reason that dan lanning has been able to have so much success as the head coach recruiting at oregon because mario put the blueprint in place you could argue that willie taggart put the blueprint in place before that and then mario picked up right where willie left off so there's a lot of momentum in the sequence of events there but as good of a job as mario cristobal did recruiting for oregon he didn't really push into that next class like we're seeing with dan lanning right now so I think that it's a great way to capitalize on recruiting momentum. It's a great way to capitalize in the on-field production. you are capitalizing on NFL development. Um, we'll see what kind of DBs Oregon's able to get into the fold, but you know that they already have commitments from guys like Dakota Fields and Ifio Badegwu, uh, some really high-end corners in the 24 class, right after Demetrius Martin developed and sent Christian Gonzalez off to the NFL as a first-round draft pick for the Patriots. And then now you have to look at guys that are currently on the team. Who's the story at corner now? Jaleel Florence and Kyrie Jackson. So I think that just all the momentum is really, really uh, building for Oregon to capitalize on the recruiting trail in a big way, both in 2024 and 2025. So assuming that Cumberland does reclassify to 2025, this is a massive boost for them in the 2025 recruiting class, getting a top trench talent in there early. I think it makes a statement. It shows that top guys – uh, at the line of scrimmage want to play for Oregon. And and that was so obviously the difference between Oregon and Colorado this past weekend. And that's going to be the difference I think. in a lot of these games that they have coming up the game against Stanford this, later this week, then you have a bye, and then you go collide with Washington and that's going to be a massive battle at the point of attack in the trenches. So Tony Cumberland is a huge piece. I think to Oregon's 2025 class, Assuming he does reclassify right, I feel like I have to keep putting that disclaimer out there, but but that's what it's looking like right now. And he's only gonna get better. Tony Cumberland is only going to get better because he is so young. His coach is telling me that he has a really good, really good feel for the game, a good football IQ. And he's also another reminder of how much of a priority the state of Arizona is for the Ducks signed a trio of guys in 23, right, that are true freshmen now, Cole Martin, Mikel Gardner, Amari Washington. And then in 2024, you have a a pair of guys that are committed to Oregon too. Phoenix, Arizona, sunny slope quarterback, Luke Moga is going to be a duck. And then you also have Yuma Catholic edge rusher, Jackson Jones committed to the ducks. So they're continuing to prioritize the state of Arizona, which I think is a really intriguing state. You have some really good players from that state ty thompson maybe he's the next quarterback for the ducks after bo Nix. i feel like for me i think that the jury is still out a little bit on arizona talent not to say that arizona talent is not good that is not what i'm saying at all i'm just saying that i think that for as much talent as the state produces i feel like the top end talent doesn't have quite the hit rate that some of these other states like california texas and florida does so I'm super excited about the state of Arizona. Also, excited about Utah. You can throw that state in there. Roger Saliapaga, wide receiver tight end from Orem High School, where the Ducks found Noah Sewell. He was on campus this past weekend. So, that's another name you got to keep an eye on. And then the state of Missouri, Dan Lanning's home state. He is continuing to make that a priority. Obviously, you have Jeremiah McClellan. I'll have an interview with defensive line commit Tion Gray coming out on the site a little bit later on. So, Tons of talent in all over the place for the ducks in the 24 class and beyond. I mentioned Isaiah Mosey wide receiver from St. Louis who was on campus as well. So that kind of just drives home the point, but huge pickup any way you slice it for Oregon with, uh, with Tony Cumberland hopping in the fold this past weekend after a win over Colorado. Now, we have one more guy that we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Reminder to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. But this is a fun one without a doubt. We got one of Oregon's top remaining targets in the 2024 recruiting class. That is Fairfield, California, Armeo High School defensive lineman Jericho Johnson. Why are we talking about Jericho Johnson? Well, I talked about him on the last couple episodes of the podcast. Like I mentioned, he is a major target for Dan Landing and Tosh Lepoy in the twenty twenty four recruiting class. And it's a class that's already doing really well, but you want to add more top end talent. And I think Jericho Johnson is the top defensive lineman in the uh, on not the country. Uh, on the West Coast, not named Aiden Breeland. He's six foot four. 300 pounds, 300 plus pounds. And he was on campus in Eugene for uh, an unofficial visit. He's working from a top four of Oregon, USC, Utah, and Washington. Washington already got an official visit. So you wonder if they use that one a little early, but all these West Coast schools are pretty easy to get to. Uh, I talked to Jericho Johnson to preview his Oregon visit, and he raved about his relationship with defensive coordinator Tosh Lapoy. Who is one of the best recruiters in all of college football, and certainly one of the best recruiters on the West Coast, being a native of the East Bay area? Attended De La Salle High School in Concord, and then also coached at California, uh, at you know Cal and Washington as well before he eventually landed in Oregon. And the new development with Jericho Johnson—he picked up a new recruiting prediction to go to Oregon. Uh, if you guys follow Oregon recruiting, you probably follow Justin Hopkins and he is the, uh, he's the publisher of the on three site for Oregon scoop duck. Uh, I used to write there, as you know, probably by now, but he predicted that Oregon is going to land Jericho Johnson. I've kind of been thinking about making this pick, but I can't take all the credit here because, uh, I think Justin was the first one to predict him. So I think that that's obviously something that, um, Speaks to the the place that or the standing where Oregon stands with Jericho Johnson and and the special kind of talent that he is. They still haven't gotten uh, their official visit yet. I was told that Tosh Lapoy wants Oregon to be the final official visit for Jericho Johnson. He also told me in my recent interview with him, which is over on DucksDigest.com if you haven't given it a read. He also told me that he plans to make his decision in November but will not go public with his commitment until the early signing period in December. So he's going to take official visits to USC and Utah in the time between then. Uh, And then also obviously you figure he's going to make his uh, official visit out to Oregon. So that's a big trip. And I think that they obviously had the momentum coming out of that game and that game week visit game day visit against Colorado. Oregon's defensive line played a heck of a game. And they're also going after Solomon Williams, a four-star edge rusher out of Florida. He was supposed to take his official visit to Oregon this past weekend, but he did not make that trip or the Texas trip due to uh, some family stuff that came out. It's kind of the rumor, the reports that I'm hearing. So this is a big name that you got to keep an eye on. I think Oregon would love to land one of Jericho Johnson or Aiden Breeland. Heck, you'd take a commitment from both of them if you could. But I think that – Kind of on the surface, when I see this prediction, I wonder if it means that Oregon, that uh, Georgia is the perceived favorite and leader for Aiden Breland, wouldn't be a tremendous shock. But um, I don't think that Jericho Johnson should be looked at as a backup kind of a guy. I don't think that the gap between Jericho Johnson and Aiden Breland is really all that big. Granted, Breland is playing better talent in Southern California, and he plays a national schedule for a national powerhouse, right? But Jericho Johnson has kind of been one of the faces of this turnaround at our Mio High School. They have not done very well in his time there um, over the years, but they're undefeated right now. They're 5-0, and and um, he has been a crucial part of that turnaround, and he is super dominant. I mean, you saw on the tape there, I think he might be a little bit more consistent than Aiden Breland. So I'm not trying to say he's better or anything, but that has been one of the talking points that comes up for me when I'm watching Aiden Breland on tape, when I'm watching Aiden Breland in person at games out here in Southern California, freaky talent for sure. But it's just a matter of how consistently can you produce? How consistently can you put in that maximum effort? How consistently can you, um, you know, just show up in big moments. And I love, the physicality that Jericho Johnson plays with. He is just a truly dominant force at the point of attack. So I think that's one of the biggest points that I've come away with lately. The more I think about these recruitments, Jericho Johnson in Oregon, Aiden Breland in Oregon. You can remember that Aiden Breland is working from a top three of Oregon, Miami, and Georgia. I really don't think the gap is all that big between Aiden Breland and Jericho Johnson. But of course, a lot of people want to, you know, latch on to Breland because he's a five-star guy. A lot of Oregon fans are saying we have to get a five star in this class, and maybe they will. But um, man, you got to know Jericho Johnson because he's a huge target for Dan Landing the Ducks, and would be a massive addition in this 2024 class that already features, like I mentioned, Jackson Jones, and you have Tion Gray, six foot six, three hundred pounder out of St. Louis, and you also have Zadavian Sims, who is a freaky defensive lineman, number one player in the state of Oklahoma. So. Tony Cumberland is keeping that trend of elite defensive linemen coming to Oregon and Jericho Johnson could join that fold as well, but it looks like we're going to have to wait a while for him to make his college commitment public, but you got to love where Oregon stands with Jericho Johnson coming out of this weekend's unofficial visit. So that's all I got for you guys on today's episode of the ducks dish podcast. Appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day. Talk some ball with me. Reminder to like the video and subscribe to the channel. Important to lock in with me as well on all social media platforms. I am at sports on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at sports on Facebook, Ducks Digest Facebook, Ducks Digest Instagram, wherever you want it, it's there. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus and read all of my latest written work covering the Ducks over on ducksdigest.com. But until next time, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your day